0: Hey, what's up, Scully's Two Football League? This is your commissioner. And this is another edition of the Skull Report. What's up, everybody? This is a new episode on a new recording means and distributing means. Um, I hope this works well, and I hope that people like it. I hope it's easy to access. That's the whole point. I'm trying to make this more accessible, uh, easier to listen to. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm recording this uh, actually on my phone, believe it or not, and it sounds just as good as my microphone. Um, The audio is going to be louder on this, thankfully, so you'll be able to hear me better, and uh, it should be easier to access and easier to listen to. Um, It's going to be kind of bare bones and kind of weak uh, this edition because I'm learning this new app and trying to figure out what the heck I'm doing. Uh, but as I go forward, I think I'm just going to keep using this app rather than trying to do this microphone setup in my, on my computer. And it, there's a bunch of features, so I'm just going to keep learning this app. And hopefully this is a fun little podcast that I can start doing more, more easily and more regularly going forward. Um, today we're going to kind of look back uh, at what's happened so far this season a little bit and we're going to look forward, we're going to talk about power rankings, we're going to talk pick and Pool, um, just a few little news and notes. So, yeah, uh, first off, let's get into the news and, note, news and notes portion, I suppose you could call it. Um, the first thing, I guess, is the big story of, of Scully's 2 this season, the big, the big story, maybe one of the biggest stories all time. Uh, in Scully's two football league all time at Scully's two Becca's 243 point performance last week against Corey. Just uh, one of the coolest things I think that I've ever seen, uh, in fantasy football, when you play fantasy football or when you've played for a long time and you're really into it, like, like me, that's the kind of week that you dream of. That's the kind of, week that you never think is going to happen but that you're always hoping for and and wishing for and, and it happened for Becca the old record oddly enough was set earlier this year uh, Rudy was the record holder for most points in a week 219 points that he scored in week one and that had beat a record that was 214 points that had lasted for a few years so this year man scoring has been crazy when scoring is high Excitement is high, and it's never been higher than it is right now. Man, this is this is awesome. Coming off a coming off seeing somebody in your league get a two hundred and forty three point game, uh, you just you got to be excited to be a fantasy football player. Thinking like, oh man, I hope that's me. We'll look at the the game really quick. It's it was just insane. I mean, Becca had six players go over twenty points. She had four players go over 30 points and she had three different players go for more than four go than, go for 40 or more points three you are thrilled if one player on your team scores 40 points and it rarely happens she had three in one week on her team is the philadelphia defense 40 points they were going against no big deal the number one defense in the league new england this week outscored him by 25 points Aaron Jones, 43 points this week against Dallas. Will Fuller, 43.7 points this week. I heard something earlier this week that in PPR leagues, Will Fuller scored more points than any wide receiver in the last 15 years of fantasy football. Just historical. I mean, this, this was a historic scoring week. In fantasy football, there were so many players that put up 40 or more points. And and Becca had three of them on her team. 243 points, it's 24 points more than the previous record. That's a whole great player's score, more than the previous record. It will probably never get touched, ever, I would say. This is, this is going to be like one of those weird sports records that something happened like there was some circumstance that caused it and now it's a record that's going to last forever because nobody can ever touch it like i think this week was just touched by the fantasy gods and becca was the proud recipient of all of the fairs um i guess the only bummer is that it just gets her to a two and three record you know it doesn't Mean like oh all right I'm a four and one team and I just scored the most points of all time, it means there's still work to get to be done but, holy crap like you you cannot be more excited, than, than you are if you're Becca coming off that performance, um, the other, quick little news point I guess uh, is just that I wanted to give a quick shout out to the number one team in the league right now, it's the Hash Oilers man. The Hash Oilers are killing it. The lowest weekly point total that the Hash, o- that the Hash Oilers have had so far this year? 127 points. Think about it. Think about your team scoring 127 points. You're probably thinking, okay, that's a pretty good week. I'm, I probably won. I might have lost, but I probably won. Pretty good week. That's the worst that Kyle's ever done this season. His last three weeks... 172 points, 174 points, 152 points. He's annihilating right now. He's He is the number one in total points by a wide margin. And get this, the Hash Oilers are currently averaging, averaging 151 points per week. That would be a new record. If, if that if that lasts throughout the year, that would be a new record by far for, you know, points in a season. Uh, so we've got somebody on pace to score the most points in a season, and we just had somebody completely annihilate the most points per game record. This has been an awesome scoring year so far, and I'm not sure that everybody's quite aware, but it's been wild. Scores have been insane this year. Um, we've had a lot of people topping 150 every week i feel like people multiple people have topped 150 every week and usually the top point score is like 145 or 160 like it, it's crazy this year it's been awesome it's good for fantasy it's fun it it means that more players are scoring more points which means there's more opportunity out there on the waiver wire and, and, and things like that so it's a fun time to be a fantasy player and it's a hopefully for everybody and for Definitely for me. It's a fun time to be a fantasy player in Scully's 2 Football League. Um, really quick, just want to recap. Um, uh, one little thing of news is uh, free agent budget. Uh, there's still a lot of people out there with a lot of money. And I just want to quickly go over that. Uh, we've got one, two, three, four, five teams still that have 90 or more dollars in their free agent budget. Get out there. Spend. What are you waiting on? You waiting on some big star to rise up in Week 10? I mean, not a lot of big stars rise up in Week 10. Well, we'll see. Uh, and on the other end of the spectrum, we've got some teams that are pretty low on budget. Uh, just a quick recap for everybody. Uh, Corey is down there at $0. He has spent all of his free agent acquisition budget. He has no more. His team is as it is. Well, I mean, you can still pick up players, but you'll have to pick up players for $0. And then we've got Baker only thirty bucks left, and Jensen forty dollars left, and Rudy forty dollars left. So people have been spending, but uh, there's there's still a lot of money out there to be spent. So just wanted to uh, maybe nudge some people, let them know, hey, you know, you can go pick up that hot free agent player this week, and you can bid drop twenty on him because you got a lot of money. Uh, and also, really quickly, wanted to just say. Uh, Get out there and talk some trades, hey people. How are you feeling about that? Uh, I know it's always uh, it's always nerve wracking to make a trade. You never know. You don't want to be the you don't want to make a bad deal and look stupid in the end. But hey, trades are fun. Sometimes they're essential. Um, there's some teams in our league right now that could really use a shakeup at a certain position or two. So if somebody comes knocking on your door talking trade. Don't dismiss it. Please don't ignore it. Especially um, if you get offered a trade, uh, please just you know re- respond. Say if you are not interested at all, just say no, thank you. Uh, if you if you aren't interested, maybe a, a reason why you aren't interested um, is is always good. Like oh no, sorry, I don't like that player, or no way, I am never getting rid of this guy. Uh, that just might mean you know okay, no, well now that this trade can either this talk can either end for good now, or maybe it can progress to something where hey you know we made a trade and that was great. Um you know, saying something like, uh, oh, you know, I I don't really like that player. Okay, well, what about this player? You know, it can always spark a debate. And trades have never been too big of a thing in our league. Uh, but I would love to see some trades go down. Um They're fun, they're exciting, they they spice things up. Uh, and you know, at this point in the year when <clears throat> I don't know if everybody realized, but the players that were available this past week on the waiver wire were not very good. They were actually quite poor. This was notorious. Uh, 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 as far as, as much as history as I've been talking, it was a historically bad free agent week this past week. Hardly anybody worth picking up. So, you know, in those cases, you're uh you're a team that wants to make a move, but there's nobody good out there. Hey, find it, find a trade partner, make it work. Um, Anyway, that's about it for uh, just kind of little snippets I wanted to bring up before we break into the chunk of this. Uh, We're going to start. All right, we're going to dive into the power rankings here. Team number one, already been talked about at length. It's the Hash Oilers. No surprise, they're the best team in the league. Number one in points, 757 points total. Uh, Far ahead of the number two team. They're four and one tied for best record in the league what can you say i mean that hasn't already been said about the hash oilers they're getting elite performance at every position austin hooper is having a breakout year at tight end chris godwin is massively breaking out at wide receiver the tampa bay passing game has truly looked awesome um James Winston, a lot of troubles last year. People were coming into this season wondering if he could ever be a good quarterback. There were other people who were saying, well, Bruce Arians is coming in. He's this quarterback whisperer, offensive guru, James Winston's mentor for a long time. Everything's going to change. And some people bought into that hardcore, and some people didn't. And the people that bought into it, (laughs) they're getting... They're reaping huge benefits right now. Uh, it's it's really intriguing. This so the strategy you know he drafted his quarterback Jameis Winston, two wide receivers Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and it's a strategy that you know in fantasy history, previous years, it's not a strategy people really want to gravitate towards. They don't, I don't want so much invested in an offense. Yeah, well, they're a high scoring offense, but this guy might, might vanish on in a, in a week. And this guy, it's, it's a trend that's coming more and more. And I think it's, people need to realize, like, if you just, if you load up on an elite passing offense, it doesn't even matter. Like Mike Evans blanked last week for, Kyle, but Godwin and Winston scored at so many points that it didn't matter. And it's it's gonna keep happening, it seems. This is it's this interesting idea of kind of loading up on this pass heavy offense and just hoping for the best, and and it's working out and it's paying huge dividends for the Hashwilers. They're number one team in the league by far. And I don't think they're gonna that's gonna change for a while. Number two team, Corey. The half baked halfbacks. Listen, this team was 4-0 going into last week, and they they didn't perform well. Corey will be the first one to say his team kind of sucked last week, but they went up against a buzzsaw in Becca. You know, you, your opponent scores three times as many points as you. Oh, well. Like, you got to chalk that chalk that one up as a loss and move on to the next week. And I think his team is already moving on to the next week. They're looking forward. Um they're looking forward because they have reason to be optimistic. Tyreek Hill, I don't know if, any, if everybody in the league realizes, but Tyreek Hill has been stashed on Corey's team this whole season. And Corey was 4-0 with Tyreek Hill stashed on his bench. Tyreek Hill's coming back soon, maybe even this week. And when you add that to a, to a 4-1 team that's already performing well, you know, he's, he's got 637 overall points. That's sixth in the league this is a good scoring team getting getting a a top elite tier player back watch out you know melvin gordon just came back that was another player that had been during this stretch of Corey winning these players were on his bench now they're in his lineup so there's a lot to fear Um, he's got great quarterbacks in russell wilson and lamar jackson we've talked about how the potency of that combo before but it, it can't be understated if you've got a a duo of elite quarterbacks in Scully's Two football league you're gonna be successful it shows time and time again and i think this year quarterbacks getting drafted so early you know and and last year people know it in this league it's just can you hit on the right ones you know do you do you think that you can wait and take a lamar jackson later and because you think he's going to be a top five quarterback or or do you think Russell Wilson is going to have a bounce back here? So you take him when, you know, maybe he should have been drafted as a top four, top five guy. There's, there's situations like that all the time that people have to assess. You can't just look at the rankings and go, I want to get two guys at the top and that's it. Because guys at the bottom come up to the top all the time. You know, it's about figuring out before the season starts, which of these quarterbacks are going to be the ones that, that are the elite quarterbacks. And if I can get two of them, I can, I can contend any week in this league. And that's what Corey's doing right now. Number three team. They're not the number three ranked team right now. If the playoffs were to start right now, they're not the number three ranked team. But they are the number three team in the power rankings. It's Rudy's boys. Listen, they're three and two. They've got 704 total points. That's only behind Kyle. It's number two in the league. 140 per week. That's, that's a huge. That's like a top 10 historic top 5 historical season if it ended today. Uh so Rudy's playing a lot better than his record shows, you know, he, he's lost a, a couple a couple games he's not too happy about. But he's still 3 and 2 and he's got some surprises on his team. Uh the the first surprise the big surprise we talked about uh on the last score report was Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler came on super strong and everybody was like, "Okay, You know, that's we kind of expected that you know he was gonna do okay because he's the starting guy there with with Gordon sitting out. But he was like the running back one through the first three weeks. Uh, That's tempered a little bit. Melvin Gordon's come back now. He's he's ended his his holdout, and that's gonna temper things for Eckler. But I don't think it's gonna temper them much. He's shown that he can be relied on, and he's shown what he can do in the passing game, and that's be the one of the best passing running backs in the league. or catching running backs in the league and DJ Chark, he, what where like DJ Chark pretty much came out of nowhere. I mean, he was highly touted last year in the NFL as a rookie running, rookie receiver, but didn't do much. Coming into a second year in a Jacksonville offense, it's not that exciting that you know has a bell cow running back. Nope no, like D.D. Westbrook was getting all, all the hype and it was lukewarm hype at best. D.J. Chark has been the guy this year in Jacksonville, one of the best receivers in the league. And when you get that, when you get Austin Eckler putting up massive performances each week and you get D.J. Chark putting up massive performances each week, it's hard to beat. And Rudy is going to be hard to, be, hard to beat on a week-to-week basis. He's the number four team in the league. And I'd watch out if I was playing him. The number five... number No, number four. Sorry, number four team. Rudy's number three in the league. Number four... It is the number three ranked team. It's Jason. If it's Harry, shave eye. Three and two record. Only 592 total points. That's 10th in the league. But listen, that... Listen, that's what Jason does. Um, J- Jason is three and zero in his division, and he's zero two outside of of his division. And I bet he probably doesn't care that much. This is what Jason does every single year. He he wins his division with a average to above average at best record, and and he and he gets in the playoffs. Wins his division, he gets in the playoffs, and and as Jason knows, as we all should know, once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. Jason has used that mentality to get into the playoffs multiple times in Scully's two football league, and it's led to two titles. Once you get there, it doesn't matter how many points your team scored that regular season. It doesn't matter how if your quarterback was the QB one on the year. It matters how how your players score in weeks 14, fifteen, and sixteen so jason is is he's always had that mentality. just get to the playoffs and and he's doing it again this year and if look, listen if they ended it if the playoffs started today, he's the winner of his division and he's the number three seed so just another old thing for jason number five team number five team is john squad ggez they are also three and two and john squad's coming with the points 671 points that's 134 points per week that's number four in the league fourth best and he's doing it with a really young squad. Uh, I talked about the the youth of his squad on the last Skull report, um, and that's still the story. But it's it's kind of taken a a backseat. It's like the sub the sub headline now. The main headline is holy freaking Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is in a tier all by himself right now. Um, he's a running back who is currently the number two overall player in Scully's 2 Football League. And as everybody knows, with quarterbacks scoring the the way that they do in our league, for a running back to be the number two player, he has to be having a massive year. And, whoa, is that what McCaffrey's doing? Uh, in four of his five games, he's gone for 24 or more points. Listen to listen to these points score. Okay, so he, had, he did have one... one average game in here 34 points 5 points 31 points 24 points 48 points yeah McCaffrey was one of those guys last week who scored more than 40 points and I would not be surprised if he did it two three four more times this year He, he is unstoppable he's totally proving that he was worth the top pick He's proving that he would have been worth a number one pick, in my opinion. Uh, Stacey's very happy she's got Mahomes, but she would have been just as happy if she had McCaffrey. The youthfulness around around the squad is questionable and, and a little nervous. Um, you know, Kyler Murray, he's looked like he's a star as far as fantasy goes, and I still don't know about his NFL merits. Is he going to be a, a a franchise quarterback? I, I don't know. But is he an awesome fantasy quarterback? Oh, hell yeah. I, I know that. And John knows that. So Kyler Murray and McCaffrey, they've been like the glue. And then it's, you know, Michael Hardman. He shows up and he doesn't. on Johnson. Uh, Detroit's offense was supposed to be super run heavy. And it has been, but it hasn't meant that Carrion's had, you know, 20, 25 point games. It's meant that he's had 10, 13, 14 point games. And that's not what carry-on owners hoped when they were drafting him they were hoping that the the ceiling was going to be those big you know two or 150 yards and two touchdown games but so far it hasn't been it's been 120 yards and maybe a touchdown here and there so Carrión needs to kind of step it up a little bit in order to live up to his expectations but this is a good squad it's young um, but there's a lot of potential still while also having pieces that have, are proving to be solid so john's got to be happy. Three and two is a good record right now, but the points scored really indicates that things can go up. Number six, number six is Trash E Victor II. Al's squad is three and two. They've scored 646 points on the year. That's fifth best in the league. Almost 130 points per week, and they're doing it with. Uh, they've had some up and down performances from all of their stars too. And and they're still you know, scoring well. Uh, I, I believe that he's currently riding a three-game win streak, um, if memory serves me right. Um, yeah, the tri- yeah, trashy vector. They started out zero and two, and now they're three and two. So Adam Thielen started off really slow. He's come on hot. Amari Cooper is one of the best receivers in the league right now. Uh, David Johnson is having awesome performances right now, playing for that Arizona offense. Joe Mixon started off really slow, has had a couple of decent games coming back. So things have been picking up for Trashy Victor, um, and I would imagine that they're not going to fall off. It it seems like it's this isn't like a, oh, he's just had some players that have scored well the past few weeks. But no, these players are all players that they should have been scoring well all along, and they finally are. So I think that if that can stay steady trashy victor is going to be one of those teams that you know they started off 0 and two maybe people in their heads were writing off the idea of of al winning a title this year but boom three games later he's in sixth place and moving up the power rankings fast number seven it's my squad the nasty boys three and two record 627 points that's 125 per week seventh best in the league and listen, I I don't love my team, I don't hate my team. I feel very meh about my team right now. Meh. Delvin Cook has been awesome. Uh, when I drafted Delvin Cook, where I did, I was hoping that he was going to be a top five running back, and I and so far I've been right. Delvin Cook and the Vikings running game has looked so solid, but Aaron Rodgers and the Packers passing game has not he was my number two pick. And when I took him, I really thought that I was doing something good and smart. And I was like sticking it to a lot of league mates. So, you know, I'm take I'm going to take my quarterback who I know is going to get taken in this second round by one of these Packer fans. I'm going to take him now before any of them can. And I thought I was getting a top five quarterback when I did that. It turns out I've gotten a top 20 quarterback. He's had one good game this season. He's had four not good games this season. I don't know if the Aaron Rodgers of old is still in there and if it's going to come out. If it can, if it does come out, if it can perform anymore, I don't know. I don't know about the Aaron Rodgers of old, of new. I don't know anymore. And David Montgomery, I'm not willing to say anything bad about you yet. I just like you too much. I'm too bullheaded. About you to admit that I'm wrong. So I'm not going to say it. You've been okay. You've been fine. And you're going to do better. I swear. <laughs> anyway. Moving on. Teammate, A team. It's pretty wild. The team scores 243 points in a game. And they're the number 8th ranked team in the power rankings. But. So that that's what it is. She's they're two and three, six hundred ninety four total points though is third best in the league, but it's all because of that performance from last week. You know, you take that one out and there's it's a, this is a pretty low scoring team. So can that high from last week continue? Yeah, absolutely. the The players that scored big last last week aren't flash in the pan players. Um. Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, Will Fuller. You know, those are guys that are that can stay. It's it's health has always been a thing for for Jones and for Fuller. Cleveland's offense is going to be a question mark for Chubb, but this is a pretty good team. Um Becca So Becca made a decision earlier this season that so Drew Brees. Ben Roethlisberger, Cam Newton, they all kind of got hurt all around the same time. Ben Roethlisberger got put on IR, was out for the year, announced. So, droppable. Drew Brees didn't get put on IR, but they said it was going to be a long recovery, so Jason dropped him. Cam Newton did not get put on IR, and there wasn't a lot said about his timetable. Becca held on to him and picked up his backup. So far, it hasn't been that great. Kyle Allen had the one good game when he first started, but then he had one point and 11 points. Not very good. But she still has Cam. So so if Cam gets back healthy and he's good to go, she can plug him right back in and suddenly has Cam Newton and Matt Ryan on top of these studs at receiver and running back. I mean, this, this is a team that could be really, really scary in the second half of the year. Eighth ranked right now. Watch out. Number nine, it's Baker Mania. Baker Mania. I hope that there's a cure for Baker Mania because I don't think having it is a good thing at this point. Two and three, but here's here's the thing: like 560 total points. That's number 11 in the league. That's not that's not Baker. That that's not Baker style fantasy football. Baker puts up points. He wins big. He's always in the top in points scored. He's always in the top in record. This this has been a tough year, and it all comes down to injuries. And when it, and when that happens, you can't feel good about the the game in general. It, it sucks, you know it when when you're starting Daniel Jones and Devlin Hodges as your two quarterbacks because you don't have anybody else to start. When Mason Rudolph going down with an injury really hurts. When you hear that sentence, like it's things like like these that you can't win in our league in, in when that's the case. Baker's definitely not given up. He's he's trying very valiantly, and he's got great players at other positions. But it's going to be a, a really tough road up. And if I were Baker, I would maybe be trying to swing one of my receivers or running backs and, and pick up a. A more serviceable quarterback. He's got Jacoby Brissett on his bench, but they are on by this week. Ugh. Just tough times, I feel like are still ahead for Baker Mania. And that's that's not how Baker wanted it coming in. Number 10, it's Pack That Ass Up. Stacy's squad. Happy birthday, by the way, to Stacy. Stacy's birthday is today. Pack That Ass up, owner, former champ. Happy birthday, Stacy. Hopefully Tom Brady and Sony Michelle can get you a birthday present and score you some points tonight. Because you need it. Uh one in four, six hundred and twenty-four points scored. That's eighth best in the league. And going up against Kyle this week, the Hash Oilers. So Stacy Scott, Pat Mahomes, and Tom Brady. We said it before, and we're going to keep saying it throughout the year. This is a the best quarterback duo in the league. The number one player in the league, Pat Mahomes. But that's where things kind of end you know travis kelsey also never mind travis kelsey number one tight end of the league so tight end and quarterback got this thing sewn up but fantasy football it's 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 man running backs and receivers are so important to success in fantasy football and when you don't have elite ones at those positions and you're trying to piece things together you gotta you gotta hope you hit each week and Stacy hasn't been hitting, here and there, Sammy Watkins, Larry Fitzgerald, they've had Sony Michelle, like they've had good performances here and there, but they, there's been no consistency, and that's led to a one and four record. Uh, there's there's always the opportunity with a team like this, where your quarterbacks are studly, you've got a stud tight end, your receivers can can go off at any moment, but haven't. A team like that can win and win big any given week, but it needs to start clicking if you want to start st- stringing wins together and i know stacy wants to team 11 it's our champ king jensen the number 11 team in the power rankings just 610 points scored that's ninth best in the league it's it's kind of been a mess uh, at a number of positions for king jensen um, and it comes down to uh, you know there were a couple of players that I know Ryan was was high on coming into the season and they just haven't panned out Devonte Freeman OJ Howard um, Deshaun Watson to an extent uh, they they just haven't they haven't been consistent weekly performers and you, you were you were hoping that all three of those were going to be when you took them so Devontae Adams has been hurt Sterling Shepard just went out with a concussion. So it's just, things are getting tough, you know. Um, Adrian Peterson was supposed to be the starting running back all year, but and he has been, but what does that meant? Um, and then kind of gluing things together at, at receiver, you know, Byron Pringle in the mix now uh, because of all these injuries. So this is just a team that's, you know, missed on a couple of picks and has dealt with injuries at the other picks. And it's just, it's been a, a bad combo, and hopefully... Uh, for Ryan, he can get things right, because uh, you don't want to go from Lutfisk to Champ, back to Lutfisk in three years. And the number 12 team, speaking of Lutfisk, it's Samantha. Oh, our current Lutfisk is showing that it might be a back-to-back reign. She might have to eat that gross-ass fish one more time. And honestly, this team, it all comes down to the quarterbacks. The Quarterbacks time and time again in this league have proven to be so important and i said it earlier in my breakdown that if you hit on your two quarterbacks you can win any week uh unfortunately for samantha she did she missed on both of her quarterback picks this year and it's just been a downfall Um, she didn't scramble to recover in time um you know didn't didn't really recover Quickly, uh, from the trubisky injury, maybe should have picked up another quarterback at that time, maybe used some of the free agent budget to pick up a quarterback at that time, and then didn't hasn't really reacted to to Baker mayfield's fall from grace um I think it's because he's been up and down this week, so he or this year, so he's providing you know, the glimmers of hope you know he had eight points, then nineteen, then eight points again, then twenty one then negative four points last week, so there's that I'm sure. What's going on in Samantha's camp is that she's thinking, well, you know, I can't, it's Baker Mayfield. I drafted him high. He's, he, he has still scored 19 points and 20 points. Like, he can do it. But it's, that offensive line has just looked so, so bad. And it's made things so difficult for him to move the ball that it's hard to rely on him as your QB1. Positionally, I really like what Samantha's got going on. Um, her receivers are, are really good. She's got really good wide receivers. Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup, one of the best receivers in the league right now, Hollywood Brown, Michael Gallup, who's come on, Calvin Ridley, who looks good, Marvin Jones, Christian Kirk, who looks awesome when he's when he's there in the lineup and healthy. So a lot of talent at wide receiver. You know, Samantha, you know, maybe take some of that talent at wide receiver and go try to find yourself a quarterback in a trade. It might not be the worst thing, um, you know. I think that this team is still talented, and although their point total, only 473 points so far, which is just 94 per week, anytime you're averaging less than 100 points a game, it's not good. I still think that there's optimism to be had on this team. I think you just need to to find a spark, and maybe that spark is another quarterback. You know, Trubisky will be coming back soon, we presume, from injury, so that could really provide the spark but honestly he hasn't been that great this year either so um you know hoping for the best but i think he can make something happen still from that 12th spot so there it is that's your power rankings if you're at the top you're happy if you're at the bottom you are not but alas those are the power rankings and they will be All right. Next, we're gonna just take a really quick look at some of the top players in Scully's Two Football League so far. Um, I'm always looking at this at these lists, like you know, what players are scoring the most points, what players scored the most points the last four weeks, things like that. I'm always here uh, breaking down that kind of stuff uh, at my computer. But you know, I got to think not everybody is always doing that. Not everybody's as obsessed with fantasy football as I am. So maybe you haven't really noticed you know who who these top wide receivers are this year but uh let's just take a look really quick look i'm just going to break down the top five players at each position so far um so we're going to start with the quarterback positions quarterbacks are always the highest point scorers and it's uh no different this year patrick mahomes is our number one quarterback so far on the year and he's the number one overall player so far on the year stacy's proving uh, that that number one pick was totally worth it number two quarterback is russell wilson 140 total points this year. Number two quarterback. Corey likes having the number two quarterback, and uh, he's got another quarterback on this list too. Number three, Dak Prescott. Man, Dak Prescott, number three quarterback on the year so far. One of the reasons why the Hash Oilers are, are, are balling out, man, to get quarterback play like that from Dak Prescott. You did not draft Dak Prescott to be a QB3, and you're getting him to be a QB3. That's awesome. Number four, uh, Deshaun Watson. I ragged on him just a little bit earlier. He's kind of saying he hadn't been super great this year. He is a number four quarterback, but honestly, it's mostly because of last week. You know, last week he had that 40, what was it, 48 points last week. Uh, just absolutely insane. And when you do that, you're going to vault yourself into the top, top five of the uh, scorers. And last but not least, number five, Lamar Jackson. Uh, so Corey has the number two and the number five quarterback right now. Wow. Uh, Lamar Jackson's been great. 130 points overall. That's his quarterbacks. Uh, let's move on to the running backs. Number one running back in the league, no surprise, Christian McCaffrey. But what is a surprise is how many points this man has scored. 141 points total. That's almost 30 points a game he is scoring. It's 28 points a game, to be precise. That's insane. He has 30 more points than the number two running back in the league right now, who's Dalvin Cook. So McCaffrey, number one, Dalvin Cook, number two, number three, and number four, both owned by the same owner, Becca. It's Aaron Jones and Nick Chubb. Again, you score 40-plus points in a game, you're going to be at the top of a list after five weeks, you know? Aaron Jones, number three. Nick Chubb, number four. And number five, Austin Eckler. He was the number one running back after three weeks, I think. uh, So he's cooled off a little bit, but still in the top five. So that's your top five running backs. McCaffrey, Cook, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler. At the receiver position... There's some interesting names that pop up on this list. Uh, this is pretty cool. This kind of shows kind of the future of uh, fantasy football, perhaps. The number one wide receiver in Scully's two football league right now, Chris Godwin. Not even the number one receiver on his team, but he's the number one receiver in our entire league. Chris Godwin has just balled out this year. The Hash Oilers, man, they've got all these top players. This is how you win. Number two receiver in the league, Amari Cooper. 89 points per game. All five of these guys at the top—they're all lumped together pretty close uh, in points. Number three, this was this we brought it up earlier. This is the big surprise for me of the year: DJ Chark, the number three wide receiver in the league. Wow! You know, you're when you draft DJ Chark at the towards the end of the draft. I don't know if he was drafted or if he was picked up as a free agent, but he, I, I think he was drafted. But he was drafted at the very end, and you're hoping that you get a guy who comes on here and there as a game as spot fill. Oh, I need to start a guy this week. I guess I'll put him in. He's got a legit number one receiver on his team now, and Rudy, Rudy's just got to be loving that. I feel like Rudy always makes these deep picks and, and hits on him. Number four receiver, Cooper Cup. This is the big, bright spot on Samantha's squad. Cooper Cup has been the number four receiver in the league. I love Cooper Cup. I love him so much. I try to get him in all my teams. But this year in redraft leagues, I just said, like, I don't know. I'm nervous. I I think he's going to be good. But he's not going to be good until, like, the middle of the season because he's still rehabbing his injury, blah, 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 blah. I was so freaking wrong. Cooper Cup is a beast. I will never doubt him again. He's unstoppable. Number five receiver on this list. It's probably the only receiver he wouldn't be surprised to see on the list. It's Michael Thomas. 78 points after five weeks. Michael Thomas hasn't stopped with the Drew Brees injury. There was a lot of questions. Michael Thomas, is his production going to dip? A lot of fantasy analysts lowered him on their rankings because without Drew Brees, Michael Thomas is a totally different player. But heck no, man. Teddy Bridgewater to Thomas has been awesome. Michael Thomas has been the a, a model of consistency this year. I mean, he's... He's never dipped under nine points. He's never had less than seven targets in a game. Uh, the one game he had less than nine catches uh, was week three when he had five catches, but he scored a touchdown that week. He still scored 11 points in fantasy. So Michael Thomas is awesome. That's your top five. Chris Godwin, Amari Cooper, DJ Chark, Cooper Cup, Michael Thomas. At the tight end position, it's it, the tight end has really been, I know I said that in the wide receivers. I was like, oh, these top five are kind of all lumped together score-wise. No, 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 the tight ends. These top five are, these top five guys are separated by three points. And after that, it's a big drop-off. So it's this year, it's like a top five and everyone else so far. And these are your top five. Some names you're not expecting to hear. Number one, Travis Kelsey. No surprise there. He was drafted as the number one tight end. He is the number one tight end. Stacy picked Mahomes and Kelsey to be studs and they are studs no surprise number two that's a bit of a surprise finishing just 0.1 points behind Travis Kelsey with 52.8 to Travis's 52.9 is Evan Ingram Evan Ingram yeah a lot of people projected him to have a have a you know a bounce back year this year but the number two tight end that's great value uh, John's super happy, but he is hurt right now. And he's going to miss a couple of games. So that's he's going to drop out of the top five next time we do the score report. Number three tight end, Austin Hooper. Man, how long have we been waitin', waiting for Austin Hooper to break out? I feel like f- three years in a row now. It's like, oh, this is going to be Austin Hooper's breakout year. And then he just does okay. And then, oh, no, this is going to be Austin Hooper's breakout year. And then uh, he still just does okay. This is seems to really be austin hooper's breakout year number three tight end in the league and he's he's truly been a a top target for matt ryan there's no denying it and another position that kyle hit on man he's just kyle's got a guy in in the top of all these positions number four mark andrews rudy's boys mark andrews baltimore tight end probably a surprise to some people out there but not to a lot of others. Um, if you're type of guy like me who listens to fantasy football podcasts in the off season, <laughs> then you know people were talking about Mark Andrews all off season. Man, Mark Andrews looked great in his rookie year. Yeah, pe- people are, are 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 they're too low on Mark Andrews. He's going to be so good with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson relies on his tight end. Yeah, it's it's all proven accurate so far this year. Mark Andrews looks legit, and it's only going to get better. I think. And uh the last tight end on this list out of nowhere, man. Will Disley. Big Montana himself, Will Disley. Forty-nine point nine points, just under ten points a game. And it looks like he's not a flash in the pan. I mean, he, he can't he's coming off a, a really catastrophic injury. And there were some people who were worried that he will really he ever play again. And then he got back, and then they were like, Oh, well, he won't be ready before the season starts. And then the season started and he was ready you know, preseason came and he was ready and he was playing. And we were like, Wow, well, they're gonna take it easy. Season starts. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. One point two points, got targeted twice for twelve yards. But then week two, five catches for fifty yards and two touchdowns. Week three, six catches for sixty two yards. Week four, seven catches for 57 yards. Week five, four catches for 81 yards. That That's elite tight end performance. You know, if you're getting 50, 60 plus yards each week on a consistent basis and you're sprinkling in tight touchdowns with that, that's a top five tight end. And, and Al, I'm pretty sure Al picked him up off the waiver wire or got him in a free agent bid. He's got a top five tight end, and it looks like it maybe for the season he has a top five tight end. Will Disley is legitimate and he, there aren't in in a league where there aren't a lot of great tight ends right now he's he he's one of them it's it's pretty interesting so that's your top five tight ends travis kelsey evan ingram austin hooper mark andrews will disley i'm gonna skip the kickers because kickers are boring but we are going to quickly talk about defenses because defense is usually like you know it's it's a it's a throw on add on position. It's you know it's oh I get ten ish points a week for my defense and don't think about it too much. Unless you have the New England Patriots defense, who scores like a top level running back, more points than any tight end or wide receiver in the league. New England has scored one hundred and eleven points this season. Five games, hundred and eleven points. That's oh, it's twenty-two points per game that they're scoring. That's one of the reasons why the halfback halfbacks are four and one. New England defense every week, putting that out there, getting that huge advantage over your opponent. That's that's massive. It it's it's forty-four points more. So okay, the number eight defense in the league has scored forty-four points this year. That's the difference between number one and number two. Take the number two defense and the number eight defense, add them together, they give you the number one defense. Just when you've got an advantage like that at a position where usually you don't get a great advantage, that's that's how you win, and that's what Corey's doing. Number two, San Francisco defense. They've, they've almost been a cheat code defense too this year. They've got 67 points. They're the number two defense in the league. They've only played four games. They already had their bye. So they're averaging more than 15 points a game. They're averaging almost 17 points a game. That's really, really good. That's really good. That's more than any. They've scored more points than any tight ends have this year. And they'd be in the top 25 of wide receivers. That, that's wild. Uh, The number three defense coming into this year, they were expected to be the number one defense, but they're not disappointing. They're they're doing good. They're just doing, they're not doing New England or San Fran good. It's the Bears, Chicago Bears, 58 points through five weeks. Number three defense. Number four, it's the Philly defense. But man, that's all on the backs of a 40-point performance last week. They had 14 points through four games, that defense did. Now they got 54 points. (laughs) Wild. Number five, it's the only defense that's currently on the waiver wire. They have 50 points total, Tennessee. So that's your five top five defenses, New England, San Francisco, Chicago, Philadelphia, and Tennessee. All right, so that was a look at the top players of the year so far. Hopefully a number of them were on your team. If they were, then you're probably doing good. If you didn't hear players that are on your team very often during that segment, then you're probably not doing too hot. Let's uh, check out the Pick'em Pool, shall we? All right, so we're five weeks in on the Pick'em and Pool, and Stacy is at the top of the leaderboard with 51 wins. Stacey also has two weekly wins. Uh, she won week one, and she won this past week with 11 wins. Uh, this past week was a tough week in the pick and pool, and Stacey knocked it out of the park. There were a lot of weird wins, like weird upsets, and um, you know she correctly picked Green Bay over Dallas, Carolina over Jacksonville. That wasn't really one. Uh, Oakland over Chicago. Uh, so you know there were there were some really good picks on her end this week. Uh, so she's number one overall, and then we've got Rudy at number two, just two wins back at 49. Uh, then we have two people, Jensen and Becca, tied at third place with 48 wins, and then tied with tied in fifth place. We have two more people, Samantha and Corey. So our top six are separated by just four wins. That's that's exciting. Uh yeah, everybody's making their picks this year, which is great. Um I forgot to make my pick last week even though I'm the one who sent out the reminder message. So, I'm an idiot. But everybody's been making their picks. It means there's, you know, the the spread from top to bottom isn't as isn't as wide and it's more exciting and it means that more people are involved in the overall hunt and I think that's good for everybody and that's fun so i think stacy hoping she can keep stretching that win out and get another pick and pool win under her belt and becca uh, becca would love to set the record for most points in a game and win the pick and pool in the same year so and then samantha and Corey also up there too so sam cory and becca have never really been up there um they're they're all up there and then rudy at number two with 49 wins so Jensen and Stacy being at the top was no surprise, but they've got some competition. It looks like through five weeks. So that's been kind of the recap. Uh, let's look ahead really quick uh, at week six, and I'm going to uh, I think make some picks as well because uh, if I'm going to talk about these matchups, I might as well decide who I think's going to win too, huh? Let's do it. Alright, so looking ahead at this Week 6 action, we've got some good games on, on the slate. <clears throat> first one I'm going to look at is, well, I, it's the first one on the list because I'm logged into my account, but it is my matchup. It is the Nasty Boys taking on King Jensen, our defending champion. Has been struggling this year so far. Uh, Yahoo! Projections have uh, my team, the Nasty Boys, favored uh, 62%. In this one, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting battle. Uh, Ryan Jensen's got some good running backs going this week. Uh, Adrian Peterson, the uh, Washington has kind of come out and said that they're gonna try to run the ball a lot this week because they don't know what the hell they're gonna do in the passing game, and uh, Peterson could be the recipient of a big game. They're playing against Miami, uh, kind of the two teams that are seemingly intentionally doing bad or going against each other one of them's got to win uh he also has Devontae freeman chris carson philip Lindsay, so fielding a lot of running backs and that could score good points uh, but only one quarterback uh in the starting squad this week um i have two quarterbacks gardner Minshew and, and aaron Rodgers, that usually gives you an advantage when you have two quarterbacks going up against just one uh and then what i think this one's going to come down to ryan jensen i hope you're listening this is going to come down to the tight end position yeah I have a guy named George Kittle he's really good he's awesome you have OJ Howard he hasn't been very good you should have traded for George Kittle anyway I pick the Nasty Boys to win this one big next we're looking at John versus Corey this is a this is a good bet. This is the premier matchup of the week. Matchup of the week. Uh, John three and two. Corey four and one. Winner of this one. Really setting themselves up on that upper echelon pedestal. If John wins, he's four and two. He's a high scoring team. He's looking good. If if and and Corey drops to four and two and has lost two in a row and is panicking. If Corey wins. He's right at the chip. He's five and one. Like he's really setting himself apart. So th- the winner of this game is really gonna set the stage for the top of the of, of the Sky's 2 kind of rankings and where where teams fall. Corey is currently projected as the favorite, but I don't know if he is the favorite. Uh it's gonna be because of the quarterbacks, you know, Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson. They're all they're going to be projected higher than Kyler Murray and Joe Flacco. Let's be honest, but there's a, some question marks. I'm a little worried. Uh, you know, Corey's got Terry McLaurin and Chris Thompson from the Washington offense going this week. Maybe that'll be good. Like I said, they're playing Miami, but that's also the Washington offense. He's got Jimmy Graham, who's been so inconsistent. Tyreek Hill is currently in in his starting lineup. It's still questionable to return. MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling has not been a good replacement for Devontae Adams in that Green Bay offense. And then Odell Beckham, I just don't know who Odell is right now or or who he can be in the Cleveland offense. So I got to give John the tilt in this one. He's a 41% underdog in the Yahoo projections, but I'm giving him my pick this week. The number three matchup, before last week, this could have been the matchup of like two the two bottom teams in the league going up against each other. and One of them's got to win. Instead, it's the upstart, super hot, Mrs. Baker Mayfield squad, two and three, coming off the best performance of all time, going up against the bottom team in the league. So while two weeks ago I might have been a little iffy about this matchup i really think that becca's gotta take gotta take this one um she's currently a 20 point favorite but that is because uh samantha doesn't have an active defense in her roster right now when she puts an active defense in there her projection will come up above 100 Uh, but there's just a lot of there's 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 not enough oomph there Uh, on her squad to really get her over the top she's going to need really big games from a few of her players and it could happen but she's going to kind of need the game that like Becca had last week I feel like to get to get over over Becca's squad um if Baker Mayfield can get things right that would be great but right now there's just one quarterback on Samantha's squad we always say you know if you're down to just one quarterback on your team you're already in an uphill battle and she's in an uphill battle with a squad that's that's Fairly lackluster, so I'm going with Becca on this one. Uh, I think she's going to win big. Fourth matchup, it's those hot hash oilers taking on Stacy's. Pack that ass up. It is Stacy's birthday today, but I don't know that Kyle's going to be giving her a birthday present this weekend in the form of a victory because he's been rolling, and I just don't see it stopping this week. Uh, his running game, he's got Elliot and Fournette going this week up against Deion Lewis and Sony Michelle for, for Stacy. Stacy's receivers, uh, you know, she's got D.D. Westbrook, Sammy Watkins, Larry Fitzgerald, going up against the Tampa Bay receivers and DeAndre Hopkins. And you know Hopkins is going to eat this week against Kansas City in a high-scoring game following a performance where one of his teammates set fantasy records. He is going to be begging for the ball, and I'm sure he's going to get it a, a, more than a few times. Prescott and Winston are just going to be too much for Brady and Mahomes and the rest of their squad. i got to give this one to Kyle. Hash Oilers win. Fifth matchup of the week, it's Baker and Al. Baker Mania taking on Al Conquistador, Trashy Victor II. This is one that I know Baker circles on his calendar every year. He loves playing Al. He wants he always wants the win over Al Conquistador, the patriarch of Scully's. But I don't think it's going to happen this week. Trashy Victor is a 65% favorite in the projections, 121 points being projected. And their team's kind of starting to click now. Um, You know, injuries could be a factor in this one. There's a lot of cues in this matchup right now. There's four questionables on Al's side. There's three questionables on Baker's side. Uh, One of those on Al's side is David Johnson, who's been very questionable this week. He's had a back injury flare-up, and it could mean that he can't play this week. If he can't, this, this projection changes. I, I would swing it. Without David Johnson in the lineup, I would swing it. But David Johnson has been a, a really good fantasy player this year. Really good. Um, his, his points so far this season are 19, 7, 12, 14, and 15. So he's super good. He's been consistent. If he's out there, he's going to play well. This, the rest of this team's going to play well. Cousins to Thielen. This is a game. It's it's in Minnesota. It's not in prime time. And it's against a team that I think Cousins can ex- Cousins can exploit in the secondary a little bit. So I think Cousins to Thielen will be good this game. And Baker's side, he just doesn't have the strength. He's he's really struggling at quarterback. Daniel Jones is going against New England tonight. So there's just a lot of problems on that side. Can't can't possibly go with Baker. Al's gonna to move to four and two this week. The last matchup—it's a battle of the three and twos and a battle of the the friends. I, I always like this matchup. I feel like it's it's a fake rivalry that I've created in my head between Rudy and Jason, just because you know Jason is is who brought Rudy into the league. Jason was was the only guy that he knew before he joined the league. So I always like think of them like oh those two—they're a rivalry—but it's not. I've, it's I've fabricated that, but it's fun anyway. And I liked, I like it when those two guys go against each other. Cause I like to think one of those guys is going to be pissed off at the other one <laughs> this week. I think it's going to be Jason who's pissed off. Um, Rudy's boys, that three and two record just isn't indicative of how good they are. Uh, this is a really good team. This is the number two scoring team in the league. DJ Chark has been a true elite wide receiver. Keenan Allen has been the only target that's been reliable in San Diego in uh, LA. He's got Gurley and Bell still. It's this is just a really good team. Matt Stafford and Carson Wentz. Like I just I can't I don't think I can side against this this team. You know, when I'm cross comparing, I'm looking at in the flex, it's Austin Eckler versus Greg Olson. Um at running back, it's you know, we've got Lev Bell against Royce Freeman. So it's it's hard to do the cross comparisons and and not come out on Rudy's side most of the time. So I'm going Rudy on this one. I don't think it's going to be a big win, but I think he is going to pick up the win. He's going to move to 4 and 2. Uh and Jason's going to drop down to 3 and 3. And uh that won't he won't mind that too much because like I said it's not a conference win. So uh he's just going to keep win, Or a division win. Uh pardon me. So He's just going to keep piling up those division wins and lose to those people outside of this division and make the playoffs and <laughs> make us all laugh at the end. Those are your matchups in week six. I hope everybody's excited about your matchup. Uh, make sure that you are ready to go. Uh, it is Thursday. I don't know if you'll be listening to this Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, but uh, be ready to go. There's uh, We're getting to the the part of the schedule where wins really start to matter and losses really start to hurt so you got to start piling up them wins all right everybody that's it for this week's edition of the skull report hope you enjoyed it uh this is going to get bigger and better each time i do it so keep tuning in peace